Hi, Kerry here. Today is, uh, let's see, the 21st of November. We got 41 days left in this year. So let's say that 41 days for Wall Street to decide what they're going to do to finish out the year of 2021. And I think it's important that you recognize this for what it is. Um, Wall Street works on an annual basis. They get their bonuses quarterly, but their big bonus comes at the end of the year. So they got to make their portfolios perform and they measure their success uh, against the averages. In other words, if you're good, then you'll outperform the averages. And what have the averages done? Well, the S&P is up 26.95% through last Friday. The Dow's up 2166 and uh, NASDAQ's up 26.45. That's a pretty high bar to beat. So they're coming down to the end of the year and the task is before them. Can you beat the averages? Can you justify your existence as a hedge fund, as a mutual fund, as an ETF? Because if you can't beat the averages, we don't need you, okay? so. This is a critical time of the year. So you as a manager of your portfolio need to keep this in mind. And that's what I want to talk about today is how are we going to manage our portfolio based upon what they're going to do over the next 45 days. Now, this is totally contrary to what I believe in, that you don't play their game. You play the long game and you invest in the events that are going to change the way you live. But it would be foolish to know that we're entering the ninth inning of the game and they need to beat the other team. And the other teams performed the 21 to 26% up. So let's talk, think about it and let's talk about it and see how we want to react to it and how we'll, we want to manage our portfolios accordingly. I'll be right back. I'm not your financial advisor. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, so let's first of all, let's bring into focus what's at stake. If I'm a portfolio manager, if I'm a hedge fund manager, I'm measured against the averages. And so well, I'm coming down to the end of the year and this is the focus. So at some level, it's my bonus or maybe it's even my job. If uh, I'm a portfolio manager, if I'm a hedge fund manager, you know, I'm in there for, um, what is it, two and 20. Uh, I, I make 2% um, of a fixed fee of your, what you have under, under management, and I take 20% of, uh, of any gains. So if I can't beat the averages, uh, I'm out of a job. All right. So I'm of the impression and from what I'm reading, they aren't beating the averages. So what are they going to do in these last 41 days uh, of the market to justify their existence? I believe that what we can do and what we need to do, recognize is the institutions. And that's who we're talking about. We, we need to focus on the stocks that they own. And then that we need to focus on the stocks that they own that they're probably going to dump. 
if they're going to push their averages, I believe they're going to take the high-performing stocks and push them as high as they can. And that would be the Apple, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and NVIDIA of my portfolio. I believe that I'm going to see a, a good finish of the year on those. Now, where are they going to get the money to push those? Well, they're going to take those that they haven't performed well on. And in my portfolio, that's going to be my speculative stocks. That's going to be my biotechs and my 3D printing stocks. I haven't done well with them. They haven't done well with them. So I suspect they'll probably be taking some of their losses and writing them off and moving that money into those stocks that I think that they can get a, a, a big bang at the end of the year. So that's what I think is going to happen. That, if that is in case what's going to happen, what am I going to do about it? Well, I got to make the decision, am I going to follow their lead? Am I going to, in fact, then um, sell my speculative stocks? If I do, if I don't want to, and, and, and take those losses and uh, capture those losses uh, for tax reasons, then I got to watch out for a wash sale. And a wash sale says I basically can't buy them back for 30 days. Uh, so I, I've got to consider that. So I think probably what I'll do is kind of just sit where I'm at um, I, and recognize what I think is going to happen. I think there's going to be some manipulation at the end of, of the year to help the uh, institutions get their performance ratings up so that they don't put in jeopardy their relationship with their big investors. Again, if you're paying a 2 and 20, 2% of what they have under management as a management fee, and then they take 20% of the gains, they got a, they, they've got a tough 41 days in front of them. So let's keep that in mind. Now, the other thing, on the other side of the equation, rather than short-term, short long-term, I believe, and I still strongly believe, that my best interest is to invest in those companies that are going to change the way I live. And I'm going to reiterate my, my contention that uh, that means I need to be in biotech because I believe the most important thing that has happened in my life and will give me the biggest reward in my portfolio is to be in biotech. We have just came through, uh, or we're still working our way through the coronavirus. We have recognized that our health care system is broken, and we've got to go into the health cure mode rather than health care. And that's genome sequencing, that's using artificial intelligence to de develop the, the master drugs that are going to take the diseases away from us and, and make us healthy. So I think this is the direction I want to go. Um, I, I'll probably, in my non-qualified funds, um, capture some of the losses that I have on my table and um, bank them, and in some cases, I won't buy the stock back even in 30 days. Uh, I'm allowed to carry those losses forward to offset future gains, and I'm allowed to take up to $3,000 a year um, in losses that I carry over from year to year. So that's going to be my move. Um, 
what I also wa wanted to share with you is the charts that I've used. You've seen this chart before. This is my S&P and Dow chart. And what it's showing is how the market is driven by the money supply and the money supply is created by the federal government taking on debt. And as you can see, the debt has moved all the way up to about $28 trillion in, uh, from in 2000. Let's see, it was $4 trillion. We're now up to $28 trillion. That money is like water. It falls out of the sky, and it's got to end up somewhere. It goes through people's pockets who need it for putting a roof over their head and buying groceries, but eventually it lands in someone's pocket who says, I don't need this for any specific purpose, so I'm going to invest it. And where they invest it is, as you'll see in this next chart, disproportionately it, it goes to the Nasdaq market. And I think that will continue, and that's if you're a long-term investor, you need to be aware of this, that the Nasdaq market has outperformed the Dow and the S&P 500 over the last 10 years, just astronomically. And that's because we are getting, we technology is disrupting the, the world so tremendously for a positive gain, and that's where the new companies, the startups, and I just read in the Wall Street Journal this last week, we now have more public companies available to purchase on the accumulative stock markets than ever before. It had actually dropped back um, in starting in somewhere around 2018, and we were having a decreased number because of mergers and acquisitions. But that number has now been surpassed because of all the SPACs and all the IPOs and all the technology. Just look at the number of EV companies, EV uh, automobile companies that have come forward, all the artificial intelligence companies that come forward, all the biotech companies that have become forward. So the gain of the future is going to be in the NASDAQ. The gain of the future is going to be in the stocks that change the way you live. And that's my investment theory. That's what I'll stick with because my goals are three. One, to make good investment decisions. Number two, to understand the tax code so that I can keep more of what I make. And number three, to build family wealth. And in case you didn't know it, under the current estate tax law, each one of us can pass on to our heirs $12.25 million. So that means Nita and I can pass on to our heirs up to, what is that, about twenty-four. Uh, $24.5 million. Well, if we can do it, why don't we? Why don't we just take that on as a goal? If we don't achieve it, okay, but let's do try to achieve it. Okay, that's my take on the next 41 days. Um, and I think it's going to be an interesting 24 or 41 days. So come back tomorrow and we'll talk about what I think is going to happen from there.